Okay, my god. Am I entangled in some chords right now? I'm not gonna say it. Somebody should. Let's talk about two time. Let's talk about bum one, yeah. Asking the questions that nobody could. Like, where are the bone dogs and are they in harmony? Hey everybody, welcome. Uh, today's show, today's show is kind of a shameless plug. No, shameful. You know what? I'm not going to be shameless. I'm going to be shameful. Um, I have a thing called a Patreon. Now this is a new thing that you've probably never heard of. And uh, you can uh, get on it. Okay. And then uh, pay me money and get rewards. Which mostly consists of a bonus episode once a month. Um, but for the rest of this year also is going to be some specialty merchandise. Usually it was a newsletter. Jeez. Don't you want more of this? Um, so I was trying to think of ways to incentivize people. Motivate, if you will. And I got this book a long time ago. Someone sent it to me. It was 1001 Ways to Reward Employees. Now, I'm not sure why I was sent this book, because um, I don't I don't own any employees. Own I don't ha I don't employ any employees. <laughs> I'm not in a, a position to do that, nor have I ever really been. I guess the closest I've been, I did manage some uh, high school interns in the past, but you know, I I never really felt like they needed additional motivation, because I was like, I think. Right? Getting paid when you're in high school? I mean, I wasn't an asshole boss either, so, I, you know, I think they I think they had a pretty good uh, overall situation. I don't know if it's a Weezer perfect situation, but it was decent. But, uh, so, you know, I've never, I've never been in this situation, right, where I'm like, this dude is like 38 years old, hates his life, he's been here for 15 years. You know, is can I motivate him? Uh, and I've never been in that position either from the stance of like, well, it would be nice if people's lives were less horrible. Or the position of, well, it would be nice if this person worked harder for me and then we were more productive and made more money. Um, I've never really had either of those. So, you know, maybe I don't I don't know how I ended up with this book, but I did. So I went through it because I was like, well, maybe um, I can come up with some incentives in here that would be good for Patreon people. But also just because this is the kind of thing that bosses are reading. You know, it's become a very a big joke. I'm trying to see when this was published. Eh. Eh. It was published in New York. I can tell you that right now. Oh, 1994. So it was kind of a while ago. 1994, when whooping was where it was. Um, but, you know, it's become a big joke, right? Like, uh, you take down a gunman at work and the boss brings in pizza. <laughs> you know, Or, as I've told, I'm sure, many times on this show, I worked at McDonald's during the Beanie Baby craze. And uh, when I say craze... 
I came into work because I didn't really know. I didn't really know anything about Beanie Babies, uh, nor did I know, I guess, uh, what lengths people were going to regarding Beanie Babies. So I come into work like a normal day, and the entire McDonald's lobby is just packed with people. And, uh, you know, it was a fucking nightmare. And so we would sell Beanie Baby A until we were out of it. And then we would move to Beanie Baby B. So people would buy Beanie Baby A, and then they'd just wait around till we were to Beanie Baby B. But the other problem was they had to buy, you know, the managers decided, because normally you can just go into McDonald's at that time anyway and just buy the toy. If you're like, I just want the toy. I'd experienced this a little bit before because we had Inspector Gadget toys and they kind of did a Voltron and all combined into one thing. So we had a handful of uh, moderately desperate parents who were like, God damn it, I just need the right arm. That's all I need. Do you have any right arm? You know, that kind of shit. But the Beanie Baby thing was a little bit more, I guess, uh, planned because I I guess somebody at McDonald's knew this was going to be a thing. So anyway, um, this was like the only day I ever worked where it was just wall-to-wall people the entire time I was there. I mean, it was fucking crazy. And I was working a register that day. And, you know, I worked, I guess it must have been somewhere around four hours. And then I was taking a lunch break. And uh, one of the managers came outside. No, it must have been two hours. And I was taking just a quick break. And the manager came outside and was like, do you know how much your register made in the last two hours? And I was like, I have no idea. And she was like, $1,500. And I was like, wow, that seems like a lot. And she was like, do you know how far off you were? And I was like, oh, God, I don't know. And she was like, 40 cents. And so my reward for this was a token for a free meal at McDonald's. (laughs) And I was like, I mean, you know, I'm not sure exactly. I think if I recall correctly, the margin of error that was officially allowed on a register was five bucks. Right. And, uh, you know, but that would be. On a typical day, five bucks was the margin of error, but it's not like if you were six dollars off, they were necessarily like, well, you're fired. It was more just like, look, if it's below five, we're not even going to worry about it. Um, it, I'm not even going to bother talking to this person about it, right? But, you know, I was like, $1,500, I think I could have been like 20 bucks off and probably been okay. I would have been happier pocketing the 20. But you know, there you go. So let's see let's see what in 1994 Bob Nelson was suggesting. Uh first one, wash the employee's car in the parking lot during lunch. That would be hilarious if my boss did that cuz I'd be like, you know, I haven't taken this car to the car. I mean, the last time I took this car to the car wash is the famous rehashed story of my brother vomiting in my car. So that was probably Christmas of over 10 years ago that I washed my car because I don't really see washing a car as a necessary thing to do. Um, it's like people go to the car wash every week and I'm like, how often do you wash the bottom of your shoes? Cause the bottom of your shoes are probably as dirty as a car. I mean, if you drive cross country or something, yeah, that's probably worth it. 
But, you know, average person driving an average amount, yeah, you probably don't really need to. <laughs> so, A, that would be hilarious for that reason. But B, I would be like, I mean, I appreciate the gesture, but boy, does this tell me you don't know a whole lot about me. Let's see. All employees at Apple Computer in Cupertino, California, who worked on the first Macintosh computer, had their signatures placed on the inside of the product. Hmm. That's weird. So, like, an old Mac has a bunch of signatures, like, jammed inside. Probably on some, like, uh, weird metallic nickel-cadmium battery or something that'll never, never degrade. Well, I guess that's good, because then in the future, when we're trying to look through the landfill and figure out who's most responsible for the post-apocalyptic climate, we'll know. Um, during Secretary's Week at Mary Kay Cosmetic, all secretaries get flowers. I don't think I'm going to send all my Patreon patrons. I'm going to just call you patrons from now on. I don't think I'm going to send you all flowers. Uh, I hope that's okay. You know, it's it just seems a little... Flowers, to me, is always, like, a, a romantic gesture. Not so much a, like, platonic gesture. So I feel I feel strongly that that would be inappropriate. Um, so that's not happening. Fuck off. Sorry. Um, okay. When paychecks go out, write a note on the envelope recognizing an employee's accomplishment. You know... If you're going to write me a check, boss man, um, the place to inscribe something on that check is not the envelope on the outside. It's on the number line. Add a zero. <laughs> Add 50 cents. I would rather have 50 cents than a little note that's like, hey, great job. Here's your exact same paycheck. But the envelope on the outside has this on it. Um... But, you know, I, whatever. Uh, give an employee a copy of the latest best-selling management or business book or a subscription to a business journal. <laughs> that always seems vaguely insulting. Okay, so one of the funny things working at a library is, you know, everybody's stuff comes in on hold. So you, you see all your coworkers, what they've got on hold. Um, and, you know, whatever. It's not, like, a big deal. But one of the things that's really funny about it is once in a while someone will put a put a thing on hold and it's like what to do if your boss is a total asshole, and you're like, oh yeah, I guess anybody else who doesn't work at the library putting this book on the hold at the library is fine, and then anyone at the library is like, okay, well I guess I know what you think of me, <laughs> or like working with difficult assholes, you know, there's like this trend in in uh, those kind of books right now to use like course language and stuff in the title you know how to make people shut the fuck up and listen in a meeting or whatever and it's cute and fun and just attention getting and it's fine but then in that context where you're like oh the person that i'm reading this because of is gonna see this it's it's a little different it's a little fucked up but also it seems like if i gave you know giving an employee something like a, a business journal subscription to me is like uh, I'm suggesting that maybe you are not, maybe you're not doing this right. Maybe you need some help. <laughs> I guess it would be like me for my patrons being like, 
I'm going to send you all a book about, you know, the importance of donation to the arts. <laughs> um, inscribe a favorite book as a gift. I mean, I could do that. If you all want one of my books inscribed as a gift, you just let me know. You can't, I'll just fucking send that to you. I don't care. I don't care if you're a patron or not. Just the, the desire for a book from somebody is enough for me. Desperate? Sure. Carla Levy, training specialist for Indianapolis Power and Light Company, recommends paying an employee's parking fees for a month or a year. A day, a week, a month, or even a year. Um, I I take issue with this because I, I find... Okay, Poonmaster Flex has worked at uh, various universities and colleges. And... It's been my experience that all of these universities and colleges force their staff and faculty to pay for parking just like the students. And I think that's totally fucked up. I mean, I think it's mildly fucked up that students have to pay to park at a university. And by the way, we're talking about schools where it's like parking is not in short supply. Okay, we're not it's not like in the middle of downtown Chicago where you're like, well, okay. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to have to whatever. And we could set up a, a pay to park, and it's probably much cheaper to pay to park through the university than it would be, you know, to just pay to park in a garage all the time. But, you know, at the same time, that comes with the problem of like, well, yeah, in a city like that, you have alternative transportation that you could take. Whereas, you know, the places she's worked don't really operate that way. I think that's such a scam. I think it's such a scam that employees have to pay. I mean, I also, at the risk of sounding like, you know, a, I don't know what this even is, like some kind of weird commie nonsense, but it's like, it makes no sense to me that the president of the university pays the same to park at work as like a janitor. And I'm like, shouldn't there be a cutoff? Like if you make below X, then you don't have to pay. They just give you a parking pass. I mean, that to me would be at least a little more fair, right? Because it's like you guys pay the same to park, but then the university pays you different. But also, it just feels like money laundering to me or something. Or like sharecropping. It's modern day sharecropping. And it's like university systems have just accepted that this is okay. You know what I mean? That this is like, oh, this is what we should do. And I'm like, no. No, this is not what you should do. <laughs> you should. I would be so angry if I had to pay to park at work. Because it's like, that's the thing. I'm paying to park somewhere I don't even really want to be. You know what I mean? It's just one more sting in going to work. Uh, one day a year at Mary Kay Cosmetics, all white-collar manufacturing employees work on the production lines. So how would this work if I translated this? You you all would do a podcast uh, one once a year. You would do a podcast. I would pay me to do a podcast. How would that work? I don't know how that would work. I can't flip that one. But I I always disliked these because like we you'll have people do this in the library world as well. And the thing is, it it doesn't work because like the you know. Associate director comes and works at a branch, right? 
But the associate director doesn't really know, like, how... It takes them three times as long to issue someone a library card, you know, or to, like, troubleshoot the printing or whatever. And, like, from my perspective, that's fine. Because I don't think to be an effective director of a library, for example, you need to know how to use the catalog, like, at an expert level. I mean, that's why you have these other employees, right? But many other employees, you know, look at this and they're like, the director doesn't even know how to use the catalog. And I'm like, yeah, why should they? They shouldn't be doing stuff in the catalog. Like, if if they're doing stuff in the catalog, they're being grossly overpaid to do the same thing that you do for much less money. Anyway, it just seems to cause more issues than it does good things. It doesn't feel... Because here's the thing. The director's working at the desk, but, you know, they're not, like, the only person at the desk. If it was, like, everyone gets the day off and the admin is going to run the library, that would be fine. But the reality is that it's like, well, the admin's going to work, but also some of the regular staff, and it just means the regular staff ends up working twice as hard to compensate because they're working with someone who doesn't really know how to do any of this stuff. (laughs) So I guess what I'm saying is if you all did a podcast, you know, I'd be like, this is all wrong. You know what I mean? You, you guys would fuck it up, and then it would be ruined. Burger King rewards workers with cash when they recruit management-level employees. For finding entry-level workers, employees receive burger bucks, redeemable for gift certificates from local stores. I mean... Burger bucks for gift certificates. That just seems silly to me. Like, it's like a... Just give them the money. What difference does it make to you if you give them the money or you give them a gift card? Now, I know sometimes this is a scam because, like, I've seen the way, like, our HR department has things sometimes. And it's like, oh, you get these gift cards because they get gift cards for, you know, cheaper. So maybe, like, 75 cents on the dollar or something, which I'm kind of like, why, though? Why is that? Just give me a lesser amount of cash. Just throw it in my paycheck. Everyone's happier. Quad slash graphics printing company in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. P-E-W-A-U-K-E-E. Like Milwaukee, but P. Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Pays employees $30 to attend a seminar devoted to quitting smoking and gives $200 to anyone who quits for a year. Okay, if any uh, any of the patrons that listen to this... um are smoking if you're a smoker i will uh pay you two hundred dollars to quit smoking for a year there you go limit one (laughs) limit one per me but uh yeah if you're smoking now i mean if you already gave up smoking too bad for you i guess you should have kept smoking longer and ruined your health but you would have had two hundred dollars was it two hundred or three hundred well it's two hundred now But, uh, yeah, there you go. I'm willing to do that because you know what? Long term, I think that pays off. If you live an extra even five years um, and then you're paying me, you know, that that evens out for me. So it's just it's just good sense. Flight attendants choose from a variety of uniform styles at Delta Airlines. Yeah. Do you want the 
short tight skirt or the really short tight skirt? You know, what's uh, what's your preference? How would you like to show off the goods? This is 1994, remember? This is not uh, 2023. So uh, I, I can't imagine the Delta Airlines uniforms in 94 were super, um, you know, demure. But I could be wrong. So I guess, yeah, I, I should give you... Well, you know what? I do have many, many great, quote-unquote, helpful snowman uniform options uh, available for you to purchase. By the way, I just... Uh, you can find a link to that on merchandising on helpfulsnowman.com. And that's a website that I just uh, rebuilt. I'm not totally done. But I spent a lot of time, probably like eight hours this weekend, uh, completely overhauling the website so it looks less like shit which I have mixed feelings about now because now I see it and I'm like mm, it kind of had a charm in the way it looked before and now it looks I think pretty good but uh, it's not as charming <laughs> it's like a lose-lose proposition what a what a surprise I found a lose-lose proposition for myself once again Let's see, Matt Weinstein of Playfair, a Berkeley, California company, typical California, that offers humor seminars, suggests several ways to keep the work environment fun. Uh, Give your employees a casual dress day, such as Hawaiian Day or Suspender Friday. Guess what, everybody? This Friday, which is September something, the first Friday in September 2023 is going to be our first annual Helpful Snowman Suspender Friday. So you are encouraged to wear suspenders to work on Friday for Helpful Snowman Suspender Friday. This is a tremendous benefit I'm giving you. So I hope you'll take advantage of it. I'm going to get my suspenders. I'm going to get some of those suspenders that look like rulers, which grandpas like to wear to Home Depot, even though a ruler that is uh, elastic is probably one of the least functional things that has ever been created a ruler with a flexible <laughs> a flexible length uh, is has got to be one of the most worthless things ever which is why I love it by the way uh, also suggested staple Kleenex to potentially stressful memos <laughs> get ready isn't this funny uh, I sent you this memo about how you're fired, but I did staple Kleenex to it. Get ready. You're going to cry. <laughs> I mean, okay. I got an email yesterday that was pretty uh, stressful. And, you know, I sent a reply. It was from my boss, and I sent a, a reply to him that was like, that faint popping sound you heard was my head exploding. <laughs> and, like, if my boss sent me a memo with Kleenex stapled to it, I would laugh. That would make me laugh. But I don't know. I don't know if this is an everybody thing. I don't know if everybody would like that one so much. Let's see. A physical therapist's office. Oh, maybe I should make like mini Kleenex to put with like, you know, my sincere books that I sell. Like A, a Dear Runaway or my first poem collection or something and be like, you're going to cry. You're going to cry. This is so, so lyrical and beautiful. Get ready. A physical therapist's office instituted Margarita Award for the therapist who had to work with the toughest client that week or month. 
The awardee was treated by the group to a margarita happy hour. I mean, I like this idea because <laughs> what I like about it is it does give everyone incentive to top each other of like, I had the biggest asshole. No, I had the biggest asshole. <laughs> and among physical therapists, I think this could definitely net some pretty interesting <laughs> results. <laughs> Let's see. On a person's birthday at San Diego-based software developer 4Pi Systems, coworkers individually delivered a single flower every 15 minutes throughout the day. <laughs> so every 15 minutes, I got a different flower from a different person. That That's a better version of getting flowers. Um, we have a staff day coming up. And I was considering something like, maybe I should have a bunch of flowers delivered to a bunch of people throughout the day. That would be pretty funny. Um, and, you know, basically disruptive, which would be funny. But, this I mean, it seems almost like it's a, a nice thing, but also combined with a harassy thing. Not sexual harassment, just more like a nuisance. Every 15 minutes throughout the day, so, like, in an eight-hour day, that's 32 flowers. And you get every 15 minutes is, like, just often enough to be very disruptive. <laughs> and, like, halfway through the day, the employee delivering you the flowers. Like, it goes from, oh, that's so nice. They got me a flower. And then the second one and then the third. And it's like, oh, now I'm catching on to what's happening. This is funny. And then I would guess by hour three or four, it's like, okay, fuck you. And then the person delivering that flower is like, well, okay, fuck you. James, James Alchin, like uh, the brother of uh, Jay Leno, is James Alchin, head software guru at Microsoft Corporation in Redmond, Washington, rewarded programmers for meeting key milestone on a project codenamed Cairo by finding a camel and bringing it into the office. The camel was an immediate hit with the Cairo team who petted it and had their pictures taken with it. I mean, helpful snowman camel day. I don't know about that. Maybe camel cigarettes. Although then I would get you all smoking and then have to pay you $200 to quit smoking. So that's not ideal. I mean, yeah, bringing in a weird animal is fun. I guess it's, you know, it's fun. It's disruptive. That's This is the pattern I'm noticing is like the ones that I like are the ones that are very disruptive to the office environment. It's like it's like that feeling when something happens at school and you're like, well, I'm getting, we don't have to do anything today. When a fire drill happens during just the right class. You don't want it to happen during uh, Miss Hansen's trigonometry class. Because you're not going to get out of doing anything. You're just going to get less instruction for the homework that she's still going to definitely assign you. So, you know, you're kind of boned there. But if it happens during uh, senior world studies when you're coloring a map, it's like, well, you know, this is kind of the wasted rest of the day. And it's perfect. Indianapolis-based Cellular One has a bonus plan that awards car phone installers $10 for every customer compliment they get and deducts $10 every time a customer complains about an installation and deducts $20 if a customer's vehicle is damaged during an installation. Vehicle damage has fallen by 70% and customer compliments have tripled since the company began the operation. 
<laughs> well, okay. Uh, this is a combo. It sounds like a comp or a, you know a good thing at first, right? Incentive for doing good. But then it was it was almost like the person writing this book was like, "Tell us about your incentive programs." And this person was like, oh, we do $10, you know, for every compliment they get. And they're like, oh, that's a great idea. And then they're like, we also charge them $10 when they fuck up. $20 for a bad fuck up. And you're like, well, I don't know if that's exactly what I was looking for. But let's be honest. I got like 200 pages to fill with just nonsense and little, you know, clip art. And because uh, this is what you could do in the 90s is just put together a bunch of stuff like this and sell it as a book. And then you're like, look, I made some money for just kind of compiling something. That's that's like a thing that I think has mostly gone by the wayside is like compiling things into a book uh, that were, you know, are readily available is not really so much a thing, I don't think. If an operator of Chick-fil-A, an Atlanta-based restaurant train, increases sales by 40% over the previous year's sales, he or she earns the right to drive a Mark 7. It's a Roman numeral, so it took me a second. Lincoln Continental for one year. If the increase is repeated the following year, the operator gets the car for good. More than 100 operators have won Continentals. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if you're one of my patrons and you want to take a 2000 Toyota Corolla for a spin, that can probably be arranged. Uh, you can take it for one drive uh, in town. Please don't tr attempt to roll down the windows. That'll be disastrous. And please be gentle with the door handles because they'll break off. Much like the uh, car stereo company, if you damage the car, I'm actually going to charge you. So, you know. As my understanding is because that's in this book, it's fair game. Executives at Jasco Tools of Rochester, New York, made an official presentation to employees who produced the parts that won an award from Hughes Missile for quality components. The award was put on permanent display on the shop floor. When you make uh, missile components that uh, are successful, so it's like a blown-off Iraqi kid's arm or something like we preserved this Iraqi boy's arm in a uh, acrylic uh, box, you know, so you can see the horrors that your missile components wrought. It wasn't your components alone, but we're all a piece of the puzzle here. <laughs> or it's like a piece of flesh, a puzzle piece of flesh cut from a corpse of like an insurgent or something. <laughs> oh, God. I don't, I just, I don't think I would want an award that reminded me of like, remember when we made those awesome missiles that probably blew up someone's house? Hopefully someone who, you know, we intended to blow up their house, but uh, you know, you never know. Uh, you know, I, I would probably be okay working in a factory that did that. Cause I'd be like, I mean, I'm a cog in the machine in a very literal sense here. I just don't think I would want to be thinking about it every day. You know? Um, Advanta Corporation Financial Services in Atlanta. So I guess, like, that would be me sending you guys a plaque that reminds you of the lowest points of this show. Like, what are the worst, most heinous things that have happened? You are part of making that possible. 
Advanta Corporation Financial Services in Atlanta recognizes skills and helps develop new skills by asking top performers to assist in training new hires and temporary employees. Oh, that's a that's a scam and a half. I love when companies do that because they're like, well, we don't we're not going to like give you more money because you're doing a good job. But what we are going to do is have you train new employees. And it's like, well, so am I doing a great job? And, you know, therefore you're like, this is the person. If if you think I'm the person who should train other employees, you must think I'm doing a very good job. If I'm the template, if I'm the model, you must think I'm awesome at this. Uh, or that there's some quality to me that you're like, we want you to lend this quality to other employees. And yet, it's like, well, but let's let's add more work to your workload. And that's your reward for being really good at your job. <laughs> All employees of Tandem Computers based in Cupertino, California, are eligible for stock options. These are all in Cupertino. When stock was first publicly offered, employees were given the right to purchase 300 shares at a future date. Every year since, all employees have been given 100 share options. I don't know exactly how stocks work, but if I were to sell stock in Helpful Snowman, I don't know how this would... I guess it would be... Let's call it a profit sharing. And so I guess uh, you know I could offer you all a stock certificate and you could share in the profits. Now, unfortunately... The way this would work is if I'm in the negatives for the year, which I'm definitely going to be this year uh, with this merch situation. Uh, it would be nice, though. You guys could kind of help me <laughs> offset that cost. So, you know, you I guess instead of a check, you'd receive a bill. Um, but, you know, there you go. Let's see. Employees at Federal Express can fly free on the company's planes at reduced rates on other airlines. Uh, so <laughs> I can fly on a cargo plane for free. <laughs> yeah, as long as you bring your own crate and, uh, you know, you bring your own person to nail you into the said crate. And uh, if you're okay with the possibility that you may be parachuted to your stop instead of actually landing a plane, you know, uh, it's definitely loud. There's no actual ch <laughs> all these things. And it's like, but, you know, in theory, this is fine. I mean, you could, I guess, fly and hope that someone's shipping a mattress via FedEx. Or maybe that's what you do. You just, every time you're going to fly, you ship a, a lazy boy recliner to where you're going. And then immediately turn it, turn it around, send it back. And you're like, well, they might charge me something. But let's say they charge me 150 bucks. That's probably still cheaper than a regular flight. Random House offers all employees 10 free books a year. Oh, and the right to buy another Random House book at a 50% discount. Uh, I'm not really willing to offer all, well, my patrons 10 free books a year. How about I'll, I'm willing to offer all of you one free book a year of your choice, print or digital. I mean, and when I say a free book, I mean my books. So if you'd like a copy of one of my books, uh, let me know. Let me know. Message me on Patreon. That way I know you're a Patreon and on and and uh, I can I'll yeah I'll do that. So you know so suck it, Random House, because Random House that's just books they have laying around. 
the books that I'd be giving away are books that I have laying around. It's totally different. Reader's Digest sets aside space for employees' gardens and plows and fertilizes the land for a nominal cost. Um, Control Data Corporation in Minneapolis also has plots where employees can grow their own vegetables. Okay, that sounds nice in theory, but to me it's kind of a nightmare because, A... You know, like when I'm done with work, I want to I want to get the hell out of there. I don't want to spend more time at work. But B, everywhere I've worked that has a kitchen, it's a nightmare, a kitchen nightmare, if you will. You know, it's like people don't take care of stuff. People help themselves to things they shouldn't. Um, you know, they'll throw in a Tupperware and just leave it in the freezer because they're like, eh, I don't feel like washing this today. So I'll just freeze it until, you know, I have done this in my own home. Right, like if I have food, let's say I have spood, food that spood, food that has turned to spood, which is spoiled food. I will, on occasion, put the Tupperware in the freezer because it's like, well, trash day is still like four days away, so I don't want to just throw this in the garbage and then it gets even worse. You know, the stink becomes a bigger issue. It's like, well, I'll freeze it and then put the frozen wad in the uh, garbage on trash day and then take it out on that day. I, I don't know that this is a great practice and it's not something I've done often because I try pretty hard to not let food go to waste, but it is something I've done, but I would never do this at work because I, I think I would be like, well, you know, I'm at work so I could either wash this Tupperware right now or not wash it and just take it home and wash it at home. It would never occur to me that there's a third option here to extend the time of washing. Uh, here's the deal. I have a little uh, stand for potted plants on my patio. And if, if you would like as a patron, I will dedicate one of these potted plants to you. Only two of them are growing. So the way we'll have to do this is I'll just roll the dice. We'll assign the, the thing's numbers. I'll roll the dice and, you know, you'll be assigned a pot. And whether or not there's a plant in that, we'll just have to see. <laughs> and then in the spring, if you remind me, I will attempt to plant something in there of your choosing. How about that? That's, that seems pretty good. I mean, unfortunately, I'll be caretaking these plants and gardens. So, you know, you get none of the joy of gardening or the pleasure or, you know, the feeling of doing something with your own two hands. But, you know, I'm not fucking Reader's Digest here. I'm not a, a <laughs> giant evil corporation like Reader's Digest. I'm kind of my own man doing my own thing. It's I don't have the resources of a, of a juggernaut like Reader's Digest. All right, well, there you go. I think, I think I've given you all a lot to think about in terms of uh, signing up for Patreon. The benefits, the drawbacks, <laughs> which are many. But, you know, I expect, I expect to see that number rocket up. And for everybody who's already joined, I hope you'll take advantage of some of these new options. <laughs> kind of. I mean, I kind of hope you don't, but, you know, what else is new? <laughs> 